Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Appreciate you joining us on 103.1 or on Super Talk TV at C Spire TV or Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. People are engaging in the show so many different ways. And uh, it's, it's, I'm proud to bring, it, bring this celebration of Mississippi, for that matter, to you uh, as uh, we continue to grow our audience and inspire people with positive news about what it takes to build a great community and uh, to make all the communities that make up this great state a you know, wonderful place to live, work, and, place, and play. I have, a, I have a, a, a quick something that a friend of mine, Susan Myers-Griggs, shared, and, uh, and, and it, the, the actual title is that it hit home for me, and it actually did hit home for me. But I, I thought this was a great analogy to use flashlights and a battery to talk about sort of the human spirit, and here's what it says. When a flashlight grows dim or quits working, do you just throw it away? Of course not. You change the batteries. When a person messes up or finds themselves in a dark place, do you just cast them aside? Of course not. You help them change their batteries. Some need AA, attention and affection. Some need AAA, attention, affection, and acceptance. Some need C, compassion. Some need D, direction. If they still don't seem to shine, simply sit with them quietly and share your light. I, I, isn't that beautiful? That's, that's just that's a, what, a great reminder to not move so fast through your day that you leave the people who sort of need you, need you to smile at them, need you to tell them you love them, need you to uh, give them a hug. You know, people, you never know what someone's going through. Just good reminder. Uh, my friend Frank Willem posted this. It's anonymous. Came from Quotes Cafe, but but a good one. At the end of the day, what really matters is that you loved one? Is that your loved ones are well? You're you've done your best, and you're thankful for all you have. Let me read it again because I kind of messed it up. At the end of the day, what really matters is that your loved ones are well. You're you've done your best, and you're thankful for all you have. Yeah, again, just kind of basic advice about about mankind and what it what it takes to be a good human. Um, speaking of good humans, I have two of them next. Uh, we're going to spend the whole show talking about the Baco um, Foundation and what's new there. I have Amanda Brune Ray, who's the Community Relations Director for the Foundation, and my friend Todd Trenchard, the Executive Director for the Baco Foundation. Todd and Amanda, how are you guys doing? Doing well, Ricky. We're doing great. Thanks for having us on. First hey, we time we've talk- been on, I think, since you... Uh, Made it the Ricky Matthews Show. We've been telling you to do that for a while, and because uh, it has been the Ricky Matthews Show. So, I think <laughs> well, thanks. I, you know, which tells me we don't have we we should get to you more often because the Baco Foundation is involved in so much good work, 
and uh, you know the fact that you haven't been on since we changed the name. But you know the re- response has been really good. You you may have heard me talk a little bit about it, but the Coastview worked for people who'd been with the show for a long time. But for people who were just being introduced to the show, they were a little confused. Of course, if they saw Coastview, yeah, it's a view of the coast, and yeah, that makes sense. But the spelling V U E is a French word for the visual perception of a region, and sometimes that confused new people. They would send notes. What does that mean? And uh, after a lot of internal uh, communication, you know, Todd, I don't get out too often, but when I go to the One Coast Awards or to uh, to give a speech here and there, which is you know rarely, I, but I but I do get out every now and then. People don't tend to say Coast View; they they tend to say Ricky's show, as you just pointed out. Right. And and that's going well. And you know, the other thing is we've got listeners from across the state now. And we'll be having more conversations with people. Not that we haven't already. We've always had conversations with folks from Tupelo and Jackson and the Delta. You know, we're kind of sharing what's happening this wonderful across this great state. But, um, but you know, not making it coast-focused all of the time, um, I think, is a, is a good benefit to the show as we continue to grow our audience. So, anyway, thanks for, you know, you've been a good inspiration to me. Your work in, in the community has been so incredible. Your own personal story of um, sobriety, I think, is an inspiration to so many people. But, uh, you know, you, you had your, your moment where you had to sort of find your resilience, and once you did, you don't, there's, you don't let the sun set much on you these days. As Amanda was saying before the show started, isn't any grass going to grow on Todd, is there? No, no. It's, uh, if there's nothing to do that day, that means it's just a blank slate that I can add more stuff because uh, I'm like you, wake up early and it just starts. Uh, it yeah. just, one thing leads to another, but uh, I've had a great career like you have and you found out it's hard to let go when you're so passionate about a community and what you do, uh, you know, retirement is an easy word. It's not, uh, it's always going to be in our blood. And, uh, you know, of course, you stayed connected uh, with me since you had this semi-retirement and I could see this sort of building. And it's sort of interesting, uh, you know, to watch you having been so successful in the newspaper business and then come back into radio and, uh but we're we're the both very similar in a way that we connect the dots. We connect the yeah. dots all across the region, and uh, you never know what's going to come from that. It's incalculable what our daily, uh, you know, I guess uh, meetings come up with. Well, when I first retired, uh, I gave two-year notice. It took two years and six months to pull it off. I really, really was fortunate to have the opportunity to work for the Newhouse family and advance Condi and Ask later in my career. And, um, you know, when I made the decision to retire, I was serious, and, and I, I moved on. I never looked back, except for keeping in touch with the family that I worked for. They, they were terrific to me, and I enjoy staying in touch with them. That That's definitely for sure. But, you know, I can remember three key community, uh, community conversations that I had once I announced my retirement. You know all three of them, but mm-hmm. I'll just mention, you know, all three. First was, was with Jerry St. Pay. The next one was with uh, John Harrison, and the other was with my friend Alberto Ibarguin from the Knight Foundation. And all three of them said, okay, now what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to enjoy my grandkids and I'm going to spend a lot of time in the Mississippi Delta and that's what I'm going to do. And they, both, all three of them just laughed and said, you don't, you don't have the capacity to do that. So after the break, it will be interesting to see you know, what you do. But what I, what I came to understand is what they were saying is, and the point that you're making is that there's something inside of us 
this notion about connecting, this this notion about playing a role to help build a better community. That's the thing I enjoy most about being a publisher, and you can't extinguish that. You know, you can you can put, you can put it to bed for a period of time to get your get your uh, get a good breath, which I did. But uh, but man, it comes back and and droves. And I, the one thing I missed the most about being a publisher was that that ability to connect in the community. So I've been able to do that through this show, and I hope it's making a difference. I, I, I believe that it is. The feedback I get is enormous. It's it's incredible, really, the, the number of people we're touching with the show. But mm-hmm. uh, but but John Harrison and Jerry St. Pay, who you know here he is in his eighties, and there's no let up in that guy. Right, uh, and then of course Alberto Bargwin up in his upper seventies. Uh, he'll be soon passing the reins of the Knight Foundation to someone else, but he won't be getting out. He'll he'll be making a contribution to journalism or community until his last breath. I'm positive of that. So, yeah, we uh, we're fortunate that we have the opportunity to interact with people like that, and and they inspire us, don't they? They do, and I think it's very important. Uh, you know, as leaders that have been around for now a long time. I remember when I was a new kid on the block. It's now 20-something years later, and uh, it's it's our responsibility to pass that on, uh, pass it on to the next generation and uh, hopefully leave it a little better than what we, where we got there uh, and encourage them and give them the tools that they need to take it to the next level. It's not a competition. It's, uh, it's really a responsibility, and I, I think that's sort of where you start. When you grow into that, you're starting to mature as a person and uh, – uh, you know, those first few years, you know, it is about how many times you can get in a newspaper, how many times, because you're building your career. But uh, that slowly changes into, you know, the betterment of the community. And now it's how do you pass this on? So I'm excited, uh, been excited for the last couple of years. Uh, this One Coast Awards that we collaborated on, what a great new idea that we've come up with, you know, that we can get, uh, like this year, getting two young leaders to get up there. I've gotten so much response from that. I remember when we first talked about it, you know, it's just something totally different uh, yeah. from what we had done for all those years of having a keynote that everybody knew. Uh, well, we introduced two people. They won't forget them. <laughs> no, they won't. They won't. And uh, I, I think that they did such a good job, Christian Hartley and uh, Julian Rankin. They did such a great job of uh, sharing their passion and challenging us. You know, I was lucky, and you were lucky along the way as well, but I was lucky to have a great mentor in Roland Weeks who, who understood that you can't have enough people involved in the, the you know, the the community, whether it be an elected role, whether it be as a citizen volunteer, and whether it being involved through one of the many nonprofits that exist here on the coast, that there, you know, so, some might say that that foundations and some nonprofits compete. None of them do. It's all you can't raise enough funds to fill the gaps, and there are gaps everywhere. We just need to open our eyes and we'll see them. And one of the reasons why Coastal Mississippi's done so well over the years is we're resilient and we keep focused on, as I did early in my career, throughout my career. Reaching out to people like you and and working closely with you and, and helping, you know, I, I think in a way we're always in a mode of eventually passing the torch, and we got to always think about leadership development and bringing people along, just like you're doing with Amanda, for example, the work right. that you're doing with Amanda. Um, you know, for her to come into this role, I mentioned it before we started the show, but as a uh, as a marathon runner, 
uh, she brings this depth of passion for getting deep into something and wanting to make a difference and, and wanting to win. Uh, and it drives her. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue this conversation about the Baco Foundation. We'll see you after this. Passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have Amanda Ray and uh, Todd Trenchard from the Baco Foundation of South Mississippi. And when we went to break, we were just talking about the inspiration we get from the community and how. I guess we will never actually stop wanting to make a difference in the community. That's certainly true of myself and, and Todd. I know it's also true of Amanda Ray, who I was mentioning before we uh, before we went to break, that she came into this role working with Todd as someone who had a true passion for wanting to to make a difference in life. And um, you know, you this 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 work really fits your personality, doesn't it, Amanda? Well, I absolutely love it so far. It's been a great, great journey. We're right at about a year now, right at a year that Mm -hmm. I started with the foundation. And like we were saying before, I mean, I feel honored and just very fortunate that Todd saw that skill set and the talent to bring me on board with the foundation. And he has faith in me to give me, you know, new leadership roles and new tasks to do around in the community. So, Definitely, it just fits hand in hand with my history with being a social worker as well. I knew I always wanted to help people and make a difference in people's lives and build communities. And that's really what the foundation does. And that's what the opportunities that he's given me since I started. Mm -hmm. Amanda, you know what's interesting? And I'm sure this is this has to be true. If you, th- if you think about the number of nonprofits and foundations that exist across all of coastal Mississippi, there are a lot of boards, a lot of dedicated board members that are given a lot to these organizations, and there, there's just no question about that. And I have the opportunity here to, to talk to them on a regular basis. One, one thing I note, though, about the Baco Foundation Board is that it seems to be a unique group of people. I mean, it, it's a group that really is focused on wanting to make a contribution. They seem to get along really well. They seem to want to have fun together. Um, but there's this spirit of, of of team, of passion, of synergy that comes from that board. And I, how I know that is just watching on social media the, the wonderful work you guys do to make sure that we in the general public see the work that you're doing. But there seems to be a wonderful camaraderie on that board. Is that, is that, is that true? Absolutely. We have a fantastic board. Um, Great, great leaders. A lot of them I consider friends. They're always willing to help us out any chance we get. We definitely have a lot of these micro events that we're doing now, which are board driven events. So I think we have a fantastic team. We do. And it's, uh, uh, you know, again, Ricky, we've become like a family. I mean, we've had people that have uh, been associated with us. I can think back to, you know, Rich Westfall's been with us now 20, 20 plus years. Uh, you know, Joe Martin. I mean, these are people that I met early, early in my career, and they still are an integral part of what we do. And along the way, you find others uh, that, uh, you know, want to help and contribute. I'm always out there looking. Christian Hartley's a great, great example 
you know, you see somebody that's young getting, uh, and you give them a platform, give them a platform, let them actualize their potential. And, uh, you know, it's almost like I got the best job in the world. All I got to do is go find the money to make it happen. (laughs) Well, you mentioned Rich Westfall, but this is true of, of every board member. There's something in their work or something in their community work or just something in them as driven individuals that they can contribute. I, I look back and I, I, I had the opportunity to have Tim Hinckley on the show, um, you know, a couple months ago. And Tim, Tim, for people who don't know Tim or miss that show, Tim was the general manager of the Ala Capri when it first opened. And he had a restaurant background, didn't have a gaming background. But what he had was a, a background of building culture. And what he created in the culture of the Ala Capri was really something very notable. It was very community-focused. Rich Westfall was on his team. They had this thing called Isle Style, which was the manifestation of their culture through their employees and out into the community. So when you have somebody like Rich Westfall on your board, you get to draw from that the, the years of experience of having been involved in something like the Alec Capri's commitment to not only building a great company, which ultimately, man, this went it was a it was a brand that was rolled out across the United States, but also a commitment to the community. And to hear Tim talk about that, the the, the way that he and his team, uh, Rich Rich Westfall included. Um, have you know manifested that it was just something to something to listen to, but Rich brings all that to the table, doesn't he? He does, and he brings a certain skill set. Then you have Butch Oslin, which is going to bring another skill set. Yes, Michael with the magazine, and you know it's you you get it all, you put it all together, and uh, you know you just sort of introduce these ideas. I, I, I'm a good salesman, <laughs> and we've built. A pretty formidable team here, and then you have a staff that's second to none. I mean, we never stop, and you've got to have that uh, sort of passion. I wonder before I forget, I've talked to you, and you've how we connect dots. You've told me two people in my career I needed to meet. One was Joe Cloyd, and yes. I went and introduced myself to Joe Cloyd. The other was Jonathan Jones, and I had Jonathan on TV last week. Blown away. I mean, yeah. just. You know, to see the talent uh, and the, you know, the future of where a lot of this is going. Well, it's already been. I mean, these are uh, just dynamic leaders. And that's what I love. You know, every day is exciting because you never know what phone call is going to tell you to connect with some <laughs> new person that may get your direction to even change again. So. Well, as you know, Joe came out of Vanderbilt and was aide de camp for Governor Barber. And then when Katrina hit, he was actually the executive director of the of the uh, Republican Governor's Conference. It was actually going to be held here in coastal Mississippi. And, of course, it was delayed because of Katrina. But Joe worked out of our conference room, as did many others from, from the governor's staff, because there wasn't any other place for them to meet as part of the governor's commission effort. And uh, and I just saw this bright, incredible uh, young man. It was going to be fun to watch him. He went on entrepreneurially to do all kinds of amazing things. And in his 30s, has found tremendous success in his life and extraordinarily well-connected. And I've enjoyed staying friends with him through all these years. And Jonathan Jones... You know, we. He, he, I think he's pro- maybe among. He certainly is among the longest tenured GMs here in Coastal Mississippi at Harris, mm-hmm. the Gulf Coast, and the work that he's done for the community, the work that he's done, most recently recognized as a One Coast Award recipient, and um, you know, I just felt like it was important for you to know him. You know, he he needed right. to get to know the Baco uh, Foundation better, and uh, I, you know, it's when when you have dynamic people who have the the the, the right intentions and where they focus on the community, when they come together, you know this. 
You right. never know what's going to happen. And uh, usually something good happens. Isn't that, isn't that true? It is. And, you know, again, I, I, you don't meet anybody by staying inside an office either. I'm always out there in the community. I'm a big proponent of that. You know, I try to come in and maybe do the as little uh, time in the office as I can. But you got to be out there and you got to be shaking hands, going to a lot of ribbon cuttings, uh, going to a lot of events, uh, you know. People like myself, Johnny Atherton, we would go out every single night, but that's how we built our companies and our relationships. And yeah. uh, it's not for the weak of heart. I mean, it's fun for a week or two, and then it's like another week or two. And, uh, you know, like you said, you got to have balance along the way, and that's very important for longevity. Well, look, Amanda, when you think about what he's saying about communication, I had I had a great conversation. Well, listen, all the mayors of coastal Mississippi, we we kind of knocked it out of the park. The mayors are amazing. But I had a wonderful conversation within the past week with Billy Hughes, specifically about the challenges of of um, of communicating in coastal Mississippi because it's a collection of all these political subdivisions, and you've got all these you know legislators and Congress people, and you've got um, you know mayors and boards of supervisors. You know, it's 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 complicated in that way that there are a lot of elected officials that have to work together in order to move this region forward. And Bill, we were making the point, I also had this conversation with uh, the, the executive director for Coastal Mississippi Tourism and uh, and the chairman of the board as well, Greg Cronin, and that communication is so key. But man, there, there, if you, if you, for, to make Baco Foundation the vision of Baco Foundation, which is beyond Jackson County, which is coast focused, the amount of communicating that you really need to do is and and to be effective is very time consuming, isn't it, Amanda? It really is. I mean, uh, one of the big things with the name change and rolling out our new logo and everything we've done this past year is connecting the coast together and, you know, bringing Gulfport, Biloxi, Ocean Springs, Pascagoula, bringing them all together and having these events that will raise funds in each area. So to expand the foundation, I mean, it's got to be known as more than just Jackson County. Um, and yeah. it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of early early emails at 4 a.m. like we've been talking about, a lot of events. We are at pretty much every event that comes on the coast. We're there. It's about yeah. seeing these people, <laughs> communicating with them, showing people what we're doing on the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had uh, – gosh, man, there's so, so much we could go. We'll get to the update here in a second. But uh, my visits with Tish Williams over at the Hancock County Chamber – when, you know, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, given the impact on, on Hancock County, one of the most important things that we had as a set of communities was that in Bay St. Louis, you had Tish Williams, who had foundation experience. She came to coast of Mississippi, to the chamber, after having worked in a national foundation. And, man, that came to bear. But... Um, you know, we, uh, we to be effective, though, at the end of the day, to, to, as, a, as a set of communities, as a region, uh, you have to realize that there's a lot of heavy lifting to do on communication, as you pointed out. When we come back, we're going to get an update about the Jolly, which is a really important um, fundraiser, scholarships, the Hall of Fame event that's about to come up. You heard Amanda mention micro events. We're going to find out what that's all about. And uh, we'll be driving toward Renaissance to Runway again, another record event, I'm sure, coming up this year. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have two of my dear friends who I have a tremendous admiration for the work that they're doing in the community through the Baco Foundation of South Mississippi. Amanda Ray, who's the Community Relations Director, and my friend Todd Trenchard, who's the Executive Director. Uh, listen, I, when we went to break, I mentioned we'll we'll start we'll move now to to do some updates. But man, the Jolly, you think about the fundraising capacity of the Jolly, man, that's so important, isn't it? I I remember when I uh, started this. Uh, well, this is our twentieth year, and uh, you know I'd just been hired at M M&M and M Bank, and uh, I remember you know that I was a development director at the bank, and uh, one of the things somebody asked me he said, "How are you going to build this bank?" I said, "Through a golf tournament." And but it's going to be a real big one. <laughs> so yeah. It became a symbol of bringing your community together. And, you know, throughout the years, you've seen so many people gravitate to it. You might be changing sponsors, but it always has been one of the premier events here that we've had in this county and now across the entire Gulf Coast, not only to raise monies, but to bring awareness, uh, to connect people together. Uh, and now just recently getting the nonprofits to come together to help raise monies for themselves. You're using it as a teaching tool. Uh, and, and again, all these things are, I didn't start out doing it that way or that thought process, but you mold into what works. And uh, I think I think the important thing is anybody can come up with these ideas. Anybody can do these in their communities. And, you know, it's just, uh, it does take a little elbow grease. Like you said, it doesn't just happen. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take consistency. But over time, uh, you know, it does start to, you know, play out. And, uh, you know, to see events then gravitate into a second big event, the Renaissance the Runway that you're talking about. We've got two of the largest events on the coast, and we're we're a pretty small staff. But, you know, by connecting these dots, all of a sudden people want to come help you, and you're giving the community an opportunity to serve. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I know the future is bright because uh, I think we're just scratching the surface. We're just adding more more people to the mix. The Jolly, named after our old friend Jolly McCarty, who um, who worked at the bank for all those years and was involved in the community. I was fortunate to have gotten to know him well, and I know you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's what's interesting about the Jolly is it starts out as this this you know golf event. That was a terrific event for many, many years, and then it just evolved into multiple dimensions. Ta- mm-hmm. Talk about what the Jolly has become once you once you start talking about all these other dimensions to it. Well, like I said, it, it all started by having you know the generosity of the Engelstadt Foundation, which you know I'm so excited that we're going to recognize them next week at the Hall of Fame, along with Governor Barber and Chevis, and uh, but. Uh, to, for somebody like that to give you or trust you with that kind of money uh, that allows you to put on events of this size and, and sort of have that uh, base, uh, you know, bringing the nonprofits to the table and bringing their supporters to meet each other, I think it was just, uh, it was something, uh, we're sort of the nonprofits nonprofit. We're the one that's bringing it all together. Uh, putting it into a pot and mixing it all together and out the other side comes the best gumbo in the world. <laughs> you know, if you want to get like a layman explanation to it. And if it doesn't work, guess what? You can change it. 
and you can move in another direction. I knew that you had to have top community leadership to sort of be the face. I know you served as a chair one year, but that was an important part of the mix. Uh, it, it, people expect now when they come to our events that it's going to be over the top. And we raise a lot of money, but we also save a lot of money. There's so much in in-kind donations. People be astounded by how we're able to put these things on. And people come to us wanting to do that. So, uh, you know, again, I, I'm so excited about what the future holds. And it may be from looking at another direction and Amanda running these events and me looking in the backdrop. And it should be that way. Uh, yeah. My focus going forward, Ricky, is to sit down with high net worth people and look at legacy gifts and how we can encourage people to give back into the community. And that's what you know, a director should be doing. And so I'm starting to do that more and more and uh, maybe take a back seat on the event. She'll put her own or spin on it. It'll be a lot better than what I did. I can hey, you, of course, you're, you're familiar with the Slavonian golf tournament. Oh, and, yeah. And it's, uh, what is it, five or six courses now? Right. I mean, just, just you know, thousands of people engaged. Right. Um, and uh, what's interesting about that, of course, my my fam, my wife's family are Croatian, and uh, she's from the point. So, you know, we, we've been involved in one way or another in that in that golf uh, outing. This incredible weekend golf hound where people come from all over the country to participate. But, you know, they're raising money for, for their uh, scholarship programs. And what's interesting is that Fofo Gillage, the mayor of, of Biloxi, came from the uh, computer software industry. That's where he made his living. That's where he had tremendous success, in fact. And what he did, he actually wrote a program that enables them to be able to manage the teams and the scores of the teams and the organizing of who, what team is going to play where and what tier based on the first you know days, you know, who, who won and who didn't, where are they going to play, what, what course are they going to play on the next day. Think about the number of uh, macerations that they used to have to do manually well, they're doing all that now with uh, with a computer program. <laughs> Maybe one day the jolly's so big you need you need to get the uh, uh, the mayor of, of of the city of Belecti to help you write a computer program to help you manage it because it's so big. Well, I, you know, biggest isn't always best, but you know, it is about making each person feel important. Uh, I've entered every golfer for 20 years, so I know exactly their names, their handicaps. And if they're trying to get under the radar and change that handicap, I know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and I no thought that one's was going to do that. Come on now. Well, I thought that was important, though. You know the different people, and, uh, you know, it, it has become sort of something that uh, can grow to any any size that we want it to. Uh, again, I think that Amanda's going to put, uh, you know, another whole entire spin on some of the things that we do. And uh, you never want to stay stale. You want to keep moving forward and taking chances. And I think this last jolly that we just had was the best one we've ever put on. It was the smoothest run. Uh, of course, if you got good weather, you got a good golf tournament. If you don't, yeah, you don't yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. Hey, listen, you did mention the the Gaming Hall of Fame. This is yeah. the Mississippi Gaming Hall of Fame event that's coming up. But um, Man, what a what an incredible what an incredible event! And you, and you mentioned the Ingolstadt Family Foundation that was in place. I knew the principals in, engaged in that. Mm -hmm. They were so committed to the community. Um, I, I remember once I called them about a. This is after Katrina. A local school needed a 
needed a temporary facility for their for their um, uh, administration office, and they came through. Another school needed a bus. They came through for the. I mean, they were just give, given in so many different ways. I remember once that Ralph Engelstadt bought a bunch of uh, wheelchairs. I mean, like a, 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 a like a warehouse full of wheelchairs, and they were giving wheelchairs out to people who you know had broken or needed wheelchairs and couldn't afford them. Uh, that evolved into this incredible focus on the community. Then eventually, Boyd Gaming came along. Boyd Gaming continued to have that incredible commitment to the community. Boy, the continuity that you've seen between the Ingalls family, Ingolstadt Family Foundation and Boyd Gaming is not something you typically see in a transition like that. And I don't, I mean, I'm just, uh, whoever the principals are at Boyd Gaming, they should be celebrated for maintaining that commitment, shouldn't they? They should, and we've been the recipient for 14 years now, what, $3.5 million, you know, from that, uh, the two organizations, and uh, they become great friends, Ben Schwartz, Kim Getz, uh, leading that team that's over there today. Uh, we're actually going to be the charitable recipient of the Hall of Fame banquet that night, and to be up there, to be able to talk about how gaming changed the face of South Mississippi from someone who had see, actually was part of it. When John Lucas gave us that first $50,000 check at Eminem Bank, that was unheard of to even come into Jackson County and do that. And came to the bank, did that, and from there the rest is history. And to sit up on that stage and to recognize Engelstead Foundation for what they've done, Haley Barber for what he did, of course you know all about that, and then Chevis, who's, I mean, right in the middle of it all. I mean, this is sort of going to be a, a banquet to remember for sure. No, it really is. Chevis Wetman, the show that I had with Chevis was super popular because I think most people who weren't here during the time didn't realize that Chevis was was the guy putting it all on the table, man. I mean, he, he took tremendous risk. He became oh. the gaming community's banker during oh, yeah. the early days of banking. Uh, excuse me, of gaming. And, uh, you know, I, he said on the show that when others came along and started making loans to some of the gaming uh, or uh, operations, someone asked him, are you are you mad because you've got competition now? He said, heck no, man. <laughs> I'm sharing the risk now. I'm glad that others are willing to come, come on board. But, I mean, it can't be overstated how important uh, Chevis, uh, Sweatman, and People's Bank were to the advent of gaming here in coastal Mississippi. It's incredible, really, isn't it? It is. Uh, I remember when Royce and I went over there one day, and he was building this new, uh, the new bank, which was the old bank, right yeah. there. And they had the drive-in where they'd bring the trucks that was bringing the coins from the from yeah. the casinos. Wow! <laughs> it, was like, it was really something to see his vision, uh, and so he is uh, certainly someone that needs to be uh, recognized. No doubt. Hey, we have uh, Amanda Ray and uh, my friend Todd uh, Todd Trenchard from the Baco Foundation of South of South Mississippi. We'll see you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1.
So many great memories. There's no way to avoid it when you start talking about the history of coastal Mississippi, especially gaming and the Mississippi uh, Gaming Hall of Fame event that's coming up where they're going to recognize so many important people. It's, uh, it elicits so many, so many memories. Haley Barber's role and uh, helping us rebuild after Katrina. And I, I mean, I had the pleasure of, of writing the forward to his book and helping the author kind of, you know, guide the way through the book. And one, one of the, I was super honored to do it, but, but what we have now is a collection through his book of what it takes to lead a community out of the worst natural disaster in American history. And Haley's role, boy, is completely undeniable. And for him to be recognized now, it makes me wonder why wasn't he recognized before? Because it's that significant, but I'm glad he is. He called me last week, in fact, and He's really looking forward to it. In fact, he, you know, as Haley would normally do, he says, I'm being recognized for this Hall of Fame thing, but I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, <laughs> seriously, Haley? <laughs> well, I did a little bit, but Lord, you know, people, others did more. You know, that's, you would expect him to have, have that point of view. Okay, so anyway, let's, let's come back to the Baco uh, Foundation of uh, South Mississippi. These micro-events, that's sort of a, an evolving new part of what you guys are doing. What's that all about, Amanda? So, yes, part of my position and my role with um, the foundation is us getting our board more involved and us putting on these micro-events. We started last year. We had our first Bubbles for Baco event led by the Ocean Springs Advisory Board. And just recently, April, we had our Gulfport Advisory Board that put on a Bubbles and Bourbon for Baco event at the Den. It was fantastic, huge success. And now we're getting ready for our Ocean Springs Advisory Board event, which is going to be June 26th at Gulf Hills. And it will be Bubbles, Bourbon, and Bacon for Baco. We just keep adding these. Um, that seems to be the trend. But with these events, they're, you're going to see them all around the coast. They're in each geographical location, and funds raised there will go to, towards youth scholarships in that area. So we're getting the community involved. We're getting these locations uh, more involved, more together, and putting these events on. And it seems to be a huge success. They're smaller events. They're not nearly as outrageous or over-the-top as Jolly or the Renaissance but you'll definitely be seeing more of these events kind of evolving throughout the coast. That's cool. Hey, listen, incidentally, uh, Gulf Hills, wow, the Conjurers have right. a vision. Right. And uh, I'm going to have Roxy on uh, in the next week or two, and we're going to go through the whole thing. But, man, mm -hmm. talking about re reviving something special. Aren't they fantastic? Mm -hmm. We actually just had them on the show. It'll be on this weekend. But Roxy and Ted, they're just amazing. That whole... Um, the whole RAIN collective uh, in itself is just amazing. Their vision, their, it's amazing. I love all, all of their facilities, all the places, and Gulf Hills being the location for this event is absolutely beautiful. It's fun to be around people with vision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean they can make, they make these great things happen. And, but when you engage people like that, you never know what's going to come up. Were you going to say something, Todd? Yeah, I think that uh, one of the things we've been blessed to be able to do is we're having these events at places that people haven't seen. This will actually be the first event at Gulf Hills. It was one of the first events at the Den. We're bringing people there. They're raising money, having a good time, and felt that the money should go 
into Rotary scholarships. Rotary is such an important part of each community. And if we can raise what we're giving out at these Rotary scholarships by even $10,000, that's almost doubling what most mm-hmm. Rotaries are doing. And, you know, that is going to pay dividends in the future. You're developing young leaders, and we'll ask them to come back and maybe help us with the – we're bringing some of the kids that we helped in past years to these events so they can, you know, get people – yeah, you know, more excited about them. What so I love about it's a great idea, Todd. And what what's interesting though, and, and most people need to hear this. That if you haven't heard Todd and I talk about this before, and Amanda can weigh in too. But Todd always saw the role that the Baco Foundation played as as certainly raising money as a byproduct. But the most important thing that they do is create, you know, introduce people to each other by introducing people to each other, smart people focused on the community, then things will evolve from their association. And you do that over and over again, and amazing things can happen. Micro events is a way is a way to do that, and also again, you know, fundraising can be part of it as well. But mm-hmm. the the connection, the webs that you're creating in relationships over time, man, it, it literally is a snowball going down a, a hill. It, there's nothing nothing but good that can come from that, huh, huh Amanda? Oh, absolutely. And right now we're actually seeing these communities come together. We're seeing people from Gulfport that are actually going ahead and purchasing tickets for this event. So I definitely think we're on to something with these micro events and having more of these and bringing these leaders together. We're also, uh, Ricky, uh, and I I don't want to say anything because it involves me, but I watch Butch. And Butch, at our first event, he challenged that group. If they raised $10,000, he'd match it with 10000 And so you knew you had 10000 to give back. Well, on this event, I've opened up a scholarship fund myself. So Butch and I are going to split that. And so we're each giving money, hoping that someone else will join us. And if we can start getting that type of ball to start rolling, some of those of us that have been blessed, we could really change everything about South Mississippi. Butch, Butch has always led that way. I remember one time when I was the publisher of the Sun here, I went by to see him and he was in meeting with a uh, an African-American pastor and he was in there for a long time and they were, he was just connecting. So much he's done, most people have no idea about it. But right. listen, we're out of town for the, 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 out of time for now. We'll talk more about that in the future. But it's been a pleasure, Amanda and uh, Todd, to have you on today. Pre- appreciate you. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you. Have a great day and we'll yeah. see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.